Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves to make it so. It's Frank. How are you today? I am here, and I am ready to engage. Nice. I could have made a ball joke. I didn't. That was I, that was very kind of you. I avoided it mostly because I didn't think about it until after I said make it so. So I thought mm-hmm. I should just talk about it now. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's 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 good. That's good. You know, just that, that way you kind of best of both worlds, right? Exactly. You can sort of exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So Frank, we are here in the podcast studio that is our homes um, to uh, discuss what beers we're drinking first. So what Mm -hmm. beer are you having on Beer with Geeks today? I am having a Jack's Abbey Ray Catcher Lemongrass Lager. Oh, that's what? That sounds amazing. It's fantastic. Um, I really, really love this is one of my favorite beers I've had in a long time. Um, The Lemongrass lemongrass it is so like um honestly it gives me sort of a uh porch rocker um uh sort of uh vibe uh with the uh the or no i'm sorry wait is it porch rocker no which one is the the sam adams that's that's uh lemony uh Porch, cold snap is a little lemony, but porch rocker is lemony porch rocker yeah. I, yeah it is porch rocker um yeah so it gives it's very it's it's um, crisp. It's got lemon flavor to it. It's it's a nice like citrusy crisp. Uh, uh, not not hoppy at all, but very refreshing. Um, so like super super um, sessionable and uh, a very summery beer. Uh, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, if I can keep finding these, I'm gonna be drinking. I'm gonna be drinking a lot of these. Uh, this summer, yeah, Jack. They sell Jack's Abbey where I am too, so I think I'm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be finding some of those. The Ray, yes. Catcher. If you can, if you find them, pick them up. Yeah, they have pretty decent distribution in the Northeast. I think they're based out of upstate New York. Um. So yeah. Um. Oh no, they're in Framingham, Mass. Oh, why do I think they were in New York? I don't okay, know. so but there you go. Yeah, they're they're in the Northeast. So. Um, yeah, if you can find it, definitely get your get your hands on some. What are you drinking? I am drinking kind of a, a special beer, not uh, pertaining to this episode, but it was it was given to me, and it's a cool story, so I'm going to talk about it. Ooh, well, yeah. I'm drinking um, the Hoppily Ever After from Smug Brewing, which is uh, this is a New England India Pale Ale, but it, nice. um, Smug Brewing is in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. But here is the fun part: this was a wedding favor at a for a for a wedding this is what everybody got that's so cool the people who got married 
knew the people who uh, run Smug Brewing. I think they were in the nice. wedding party or something, maybe the best man. So they made a special beer just for the wedding. That's so cool. I love that. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, so actually I'm going to – I don't know these people, so I'm going to read the okay, description sure, sure. at all. This was given to me by my friend David who has been on the show before. He's the cinematographer out in L.A. Um, nice, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and so he, um, he does not drink beer, so he was home <laughs> – uh, in the area last uh, last week, and he was like, "Here, I got you this mm. beer." So anyway, um, uh, wedding season is it's wedding season, and it's approaching quickly. Our dear friends Darren and Caitlin are getting married, and they wanted everyone to celebrate with them. What better way to commemorate their joyful event than with a New England IPA, brewed with several different hop varieties, making for a very juicy beer like a perfect marriage? All the ingredients mm. came together to make something extraordinary. When you pop this can. Make sure to wish a lifetime of happiness to Darren and Caitlin and all the other couples getting married this wedding season. Cheers. Water, malt, hops, yeast. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, to Darren and Caitlin. <laughs> to Darren and Caitlin. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's good. And you know yeah. me and the IPAs, Frank. But I this do. Is, yeah. Mm, this is really good. This is does nice. Nice. It's got a bit of the hop, mm-hmm. but it's 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 more. It tastes more like a summer ale than a, interesting. Yeah, than a than an India pale ale. It's not. It's or a New England India pale ale. It's not particularly dry. It's smooth. It's kind of got like an orange lemon kind of zest to it. Ooh, nice! This is really good. I would like buy this forever. Kind like this is great. You'd buy it hoppily ever after? I would. I'm hoppily ever after with this beer. I can tell you nice. that. Wow, that's good. Yeah, anyway, so. What a cool idea to have a custom a custom brew for, for a wedding. Um, I've always thought, it, uh, my wife had this fun idea a few years ago of like, what if you had, like, you know how there's all these barns that, that are wedding venues, mm-hmm. like, full, like, like year round, like that's sort of just what they do? What if there was like a brewery that had a that had a barn that had like a um you know facilities to have weddings on on the premises and what if part of the like package was like the bride and groom can come you know 3 months before and brew their own beer for their wedding or you know take part in brewing a beer for their wedding that then ages for 3 months and then on the wedding day it gets it gets opened that would be the awesome guests. wouldn't that be cool yes i wish that we could do that as a. I know, thing. right? Like I, yeah. I had lack the ability. One, one day when we have the beer with geeks complex, uh, the beer with geeks uh, uh, brewing company. Yes, um, we will. We will do that. We could do, we that. do that. And you can for all kinds of events, all kinds of parties. You can come in advance, brew your beer for the event, and uh, yeah. Well, just keep yeah. playing the Powerball, Frank. I don't know. What that's, else yeah, to tell that's, you. The, that's yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, I'm just one day I'll play. Every day every day I drive by the sign like on the way home there's a big lottery sign like this is how much it's worth. And every day <laughs> like, I'm like hmm. I should play. Never do. Not a <laughs> not a once. Like and but I'm going to win one day. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. The one day you decide to play, that's when you'll win. That's it. I actually know somebody who knows somebody who the one day they didn't play, their numbers got pulled. Uh, and it wasn't the whole worst. thing, but it was a significant amount. Enough that they would have won something. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. It was like that's, literally that's they tough. played the guy played every day. And it was that's, the one day he's like, nah. That's 
that's so tough. Yeah. Oh, man. Oof. Yeah. So. Well, that's uh It's a spicy meatball, Frank, is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Frank, I have been a, on a continued Star Trek binge on Paramount Plus. You really have. Yes. You've been, been putting in the hours. Yeah, and you know, so I did uh for the past um two months or so, I you know, or a month I did uh the four seasons of Discovery Star Trek Discovery. And under your behest, I would say, <laughs> uh yeah. I went back and redid um season one of Picard which I liked but wasn't totally into, and I dropped off halfway through, and then I did season two of Picard. And so we are here to talk about both seasons and how I feel about them as people. Um, so, Frank, what are your thoughts on Picard first before I divulge mine? I uh, I rather enjoyed season one. Um, it wasn't perfect, but I, I did really like it. Um it was very exciting and very fun. Um, it, but not not a perfectly crafted uh, uh, season. Season two got off to a very exciting start that I absolutely loved where where it was heading at the beginning, um, and it kind of lost some momentum later in the season for me, but but still was overall quite good. So like it gets like. Uh, Overall, I give Picard sort of like like a, a B average. Like it's 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 good. It's it's not perfect. It could be better, but it's like it's quite good and and uh, definitely worth watching if you're if you're if you enjoy the um, next generation um, uh, era Star Trek uh, at all. What were what were your thoughts? Well, I I I don't want to say I powered through season one, but like when I like it, it's definitely not perfect like you said like i found some of it quite engaging and yep. then other parts of it like not particularly engaging at all and i think part of my problem personally was that i was trying to decipher what's next generation and what's original to picard and yeah i was like trying fair. really hard to be like what are they like referencing what are they pulling from what are they should i know the kawat malat should i know yes exactly like, yeah, yeah. Should, what should i should i know the like i like it, i was sad to say that like it took me half the season to be like oh they're on a borg cube like you know like mm -hmm. that's little things like that like but then like oh but where are they and like it's I that took some time for me to adjust to. So season two, um, so overall, I liked season one. I'm glad that I went back and and watched it because I, I grew attached to a good number of the characters. Sure. Um, and uh, any standouts? Um, I really like Raffi. Um, yeah. I like Chris. Um, yeah, I love him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I like Picard. Um, you know, of course. But, um, you like Rafi, Rafi, depending on because people say mm -hmm. your name differently. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Seven of Nine a lot. I, mean, I got I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got knew, super excited when Seven showed up. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even watch Voyager, and I knew who she was. Sure, so that's like great when you're like you transcend. Yes, the, the whole like the product that you're in. It's exactly. So, but then I got confused because he knew her, and so I was like, "Wait, does what, yeah does that, does that add up? What, yeah, <laughs> like am I supposed to know that he knows who she is? And like, but that's that's where I got confused, and that's about where I I dropped off. Um, I don't love the sam samurai Romulan whose name escapes me, Elnor. Elnor, he's just kind of a 
he's not a wet noodle. That's not really the right way to describe him. Yeah, but... I know. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, Elnor's. Yeah, I could. I could sort of take him or leave him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I like Girardi, but it took until the second season. Oh, yeah. For me to get there, and I really like uh-huh. Allison Pill, so yeah, I, yeah, like me going along with her in the first season was more because I liked Allison Pill, but sure. I, um, yeah, but I, I, uh, but I really liked her in the second season. But then, yeah, um, there's uh the I don't, spoilers for start for Picard here on out, but I, I, um, Data's daughter whose name escapes me in the first season, um, yes, um. Oh shoot! Yeah, yes, uh, it's her. escaping me as well. Yes. Her, yes. I, I don't found... want to use my one look up because I feel like I'm going to need it later Correct. in the episode. <laughs> yes, um, me too. Um, I found the first version of her engaging yep. in the in the pilot of Picard. Yeah, and then she got blown up, and then I didn't find the, the her sister uh, quite as engaging at all. It looked like kind of almost the whole rest of the season for me to start driving with her. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. And and so I yeah so when I when I wrapped the season I was like okay the special Romulan boy is turning sides that's fine you don't feel sure. important enough for me to know your name like like things like that like it just didn't feel like all of it gelled but I enjoyed kind of watching Picard be Picard do his thing like I didn't love that he had fallen out with the Federation that there was like this, like it felt too like it's of our time. We don't trust authority and the establishment. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's not the point of Star Trek. The point is that like, we've gotten past that and yeah. we're better than that now. Yeah. Yeah. The utopian a- aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. And so I like, like the threat coming from the outside instead, because at least like we've got our, you know stuff together that like we can conquer like we've conquered ourselves and so now let's like bring peace or whatever i'm trying to make it mm-hmm. sound like trying to make it sound not colonialism because like mm-hmm. star trek goes mm-hmm. a long way to really not be colonialism like cause yes. it really could be it like could be yes super yes. easily but um, yeah yeah but that's why you have things with like the prime directive right like correct. to, to yes. prevent that yeah exactly so um yeah so i yeah, so I enjoyed the first season. There are definitely uh, like some bits like I liked seeing um, Riker again and Troya, and like to me, I was like, oh, were they a thing in the show? I didn't even remember that. Um, so like they're like married with a kid, and I'm like, yep. was that a thing? I definitely missed that. But if I or if I didn't, then I like it. That's fun. The, they, I think they they got married in one of the movies in one of the later next generation they movies. Did get married in one of the movies? Yeah, That's right. Because the like when the, I know the movies better than I know the show. So sure, I sure yeah. So that was so that's okay. Um, but so yeah, season one was fine. I probably will never go back and rewatch it. Um, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, but I enjoyed it. But I honestly I enjoyed the hell out of season two. Like you're right, it starts so strong. And and it just I would say it does kind of lose momentum, but only only in the way that the crew is maybe separated for too long. Yes. And so like you kind of like there's like a little too much going on with the Borg Queen and Q and the change timeline and this and Mm -hmm. this and this and this. And they like like in some ways 
like felt like they were going in an episodic route at one point and yeah. then decided not to by the next yep. episode. And so there was a little inconsistency there as well. I agree. There were there were I think a few too many threads happening at once. That was a, a criticism I was hearing a lot throughout season 2 from several blogs and podcasts, mostly podcasts that I was listening to. Um saying like it it seems like we don't get a ton of time with each character um in each episode um there were there were some episodes where it was like you get like a couple of minutes of seven and uh Raffi and and that was it like for their storyline for that episode and that I mean, you probably feel that more watching it week to week rather than binging it yeah I did not feel um, that at all sure it. sure yeah. but um but that was a just to say like that was a commonly felt uh sentiment what you're saying that it feels like there's too many storylines and kind of trying to do too much at once um i was really excited at the beginning of the season with the diverging timeline and mm-hmm. slingshotting around the sun and all this stuff um was was really exciting to me cuz it was like we had sort of callbacks to Star Trek four with the, with the time travel mm-hmm. and even with like on the bus uh, with the, the, the punk guy on, on the bus um, with his, with the boom box. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was literally, it was the same actor uh, oh, from really? Star Trek four. Yes. Awesome. Uh, and, and the, the song he was listening to, I guess in, in the, in the original in Star Trek four, the song is like, I hate you. I hate you or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and in this, it was like I still hate you. <laughs> That's good, <laughs> and it was the same actor. Um, so uh, yeah. Anyway, that things like that were were really fun sort of callbacks to to uh, you know classic uh, uh, Trek stuff. And of course, we had um, Whoopi Goldberg came back. Uh, yeah, that that felt as Guinan. That felt very special to me because yeah, like, yeah, I, yes. I love their relationship, and so I and I it took me. A, took me longer than I care to admit that the that there's a like the younger Guinan younger in Guinan, the show. Yeah. Like obviously he's like spending some time with her and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, it's supposed to be Whoopi. All right, I got it now. Yeah, yeah. Like she doesn't have eyebrows. How did I not <laughs> connect that sooner? And once I actually figured that out, I was watching her like be young Guinan and yeah. young Whoopi and I was like, she's doing a great job. Like mm-hmm. she's doing a really, mm-hmm. a really solid job. But like with the divergent timeline, like I thought they would spend more time in like this dystopian, like confederation, yeah, yeah. Like, world, and I was, and then they were like, and we're done with that, but now we're just in regular, like, right, Los Angeles, and we're just gonna, and now it's Picard's ancestor, and I was like, that's like it took a weird swerve it away did. from what I thought Q was doing in the first yep. place, um, yep. So, but it, I forgot uh, how good of an antagonist he is. Actually, he he is he is excellent. But I I my, my problem with that is I didn't feel like I got enough of him, and he wasn't sort of central enough, right? He was at the beginning, and then he sort of peered out in for the middle of the season and came back at the end. Yep, I felt that too because it, then it became Doctor Soon Sooning mm-hmm. Soon. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Soon. Um, which was great that like they like Brett Spiner's back, but like being uh you know the younger version of himself that we saw in season one and he doesn't have to put on the makeup and you know whatever else and that was cool and then you know he's doing this thing like genetic whatever's with his daughter and right you know and spoilers for two like we see that kind of 
is going to step into Project Khan. Right. Yeah, which I thought was very cool. That's a nice, like, bridge attachment all the way. and Very cool. And I will, I will point out that that episode, the finale of Picard, mm-hmm. uh, was released the same day as the premiere of Strange New Worlds, in which we have a Khan descendant. Yes. Who's on the on the crew of the Enterprise? The same day that we saw the Project Con folder there on That's the, cool. the desk. So, like, if you're watching these on the day they're released, which I did, it was very much like, oh my god, there's so much Con happening here. Like, there's got to be. There, I, I got to think there's going to be a link from from one series to the other. Oh, I didn't. Some, even, I didn't in even, some way, I didn't even think about that. That's. Uh... That that's what made me like watching those. I literally watched those two episodes back to back, and it made me wonder if there's if there's going to be if this is a coordinated effort or or it could it might not be. But um, either way, very cool to have that much um, callback to that. That is cool. I didn't yeah. think about a connection that way. But um, but to go, I, I do have a question about Project Con. Is that what it's called? Uh, like initially in the like. Because Khan was just one of many of the genetically modified people. He was. He was. Um, and he tried to, he tried to like, take over the Earth. Like, right. rule, to yeah. rule the world. Yeah, that I know. But, like, why is it named after him? Because, I... although, because, although, this, this takes place in 23-something, right? Is that the, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, further, further in. No, yeah, 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 2300. Yes, yes, I think it's like 2300. Yeah, yes. okay, so. Yes. So then the other question would be, um, when isn't Project Khan like in the 1990s or something like that? It was like, wait, uh, when they with that genetic uprising, isn't that's when that's supposed to take place? It was. So it was. So then Project Khan is named a- actually after and after Khan, yeah, I don't because Doctor because Doctor was it Soon Doctor Soon Soon Doctor Soon is then not the cre- like they didn't retroactively go back and change things they like they didn't retcon like the creator of that project like it's something to actually do with Khan himself, right? You're raising very good questions that I don't know the answers to i'm a I little think, bit out of my depth i feel like it's time to use a one lookup frank yeah see this is what this is what we saved the lookups for mm-hmm. yeah um so con noonian singh so you yeah so i guess when did con noonian singh try to take over the world slash when does the like the most of the second season of picard take place that the, the stuff right. in the past Right. So according to Space Seed, which is the episode that uh, Khan premieres in, um, it said that, uh, yeah, that, that this that he's a product of the eugenics wars of the 1990s, uh, 1996. Yep. OK. Um, okay. Yep. So and they they in this in this season, they came back in time to. Uh, it's only like a, it's supposed to be a few years in the future from now. It's like the 2030s or something, Correct. right? Yep. So, um, uh, which like yeah, with the the um, Picard's uh, ancestor who who Renee. is supposed to go on the Europa mission yeah. and all that stuff. Um, so it should have happened already, but okay. So the, is but, this yeah? So that means that that means that so it's either. They didn't exactly fix the timeline, or, right? Or that, which it would actually make more sense that 
we have not seen the last of you know Doctor mm-hmm. Doctor Soon in that like yeah. there's some kind of genetic con happening here in I mean that's what we're going to get for season three because they filmed two and three back to back right mm-hmm. yeah so obviously yes, they, they did like there's a plan there because they filmed them back to back so they were written yes so um so that is obviously not the last we've seen of him and I guess it, it is teasing what season three is about and. And that's more, truthfully, that's more interesting than him being like, I'm the also the creator of Khan. Like, does he, does he get, like, does he make his daughters from, like, the stuff learned through, like, the eugenics wars and stuff like that? So, so, um, the showrunners, and this is, I'm, I'm remembering this now, the showrunner, um, did did explain that so the eugenics wars have not happened in this in this uh timeline um and uh, the answer they don't have a firm answer but one of the things that they throw this is from a tweet uh f- f- so like from from folks working on the show uh like did you you know someone asked them did you discuss in the writers room whether or not the eugenics wars took place um and uh, it looks like they decided that, uh, you know, what if what if maybe the history of that time period is actually sketchy because records weren't weren't kept super well? Maybe Spock was wrong about the time frame. Um, they're they're not they're not being super. They're being a little cagey about it. Interesting. But, so it sounds but like the bottom line is the eugenics words seem to have not happened. I see. OK, so if that's the case, then then it's either. So if the. If it's sketchy history, then they're retconning when the eugenics wars, at, or eugenics war, I guess, mm-hmm. um, actually takes place, and maybe we're getting, maybe that's what season three of Picard is. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. So there, there is a little retconning going on, and they haven't. I think they. It sounds like they haven't quite decided the reason why or how they're going to explain it but or they can't because it's a major plot point in season three and they don't want to give perhaps away, they don't want to give their hand away yeah yeah perhaps that, that that very well could be i sort of had hoped that we would see this season two like they would do the whole slingshotting around the sun go back fix the timeline and then we would get to see them go back you know like and see if they fix it or not yep um and it didn't quite play out you know exactly that way i did think it was allison pill was absolutely like a revelation in this season she was great like, yeah, she yeah was, her acting it, was oh gerardi was incredible i truthfully loved this idea of her loneliness and the borg queen like um exploiting that being like you can be, yeah. become one of many right you will mm-hmm. never be lonely and i thought that was really cool because the borg is such a force like on you know uh you know in uh, Star Trek's past you know mm-hmm. like previous um previous things that we've seen and I I just really enjoyed the the amount of time that we spent getting to learn the way yeah. she thinks and she's not just like evil for the sake of being evil I guess you know like mm-hmm. you know, there's and I just actually really like Gerardi being the Borg queen at the end I didn't think yeah. It's funny because when she shows up in the first episode with the mask on, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, "What a cool look!" Don't know why they're uh, doing that. Don't uh, care. And I kind of forgot about it. 
So by the time I got nice. I, it looped back, I was like, "Oh man, what like that? You done, you done tricked me." They did, yeah. It was, it was really, really cool. Yeah, uh, to see that come come full circle. Yeah, I did read a while back that Pill is not coming back for season three, mm. and so I did kind of feel like they left. Not that it was hanging necessarily, you know, like the Borger, like we have, you know, like we're kind of in the Federation to yeah, you know, yeah. be watchers on the wall, basically. And mm-hmm. I guess that's where that's kind of where that story ends. And everyone's just going to be like, Girardi's Borg now. She's fine. The, the, I'm sure they'll pick it up maybe in another series or, or you know, I, I don't know. I, but I feel like we we may I think we may have come to a place with the Borg, like sort of taking a step back from Picard, just looking at the whole Star Trek franchise. Yeah. There was a time when the big bad of the Star Trek franchise was the Klingons. Yep. And right in the original series, they were the I see where you're going with they this. were the big yep. guy, the big bad, right? And by next generation we have Worf. And it's this idea that progress keeps happening and eventually a peace is struck with with the Klingons and now, you know, they are part of the Federation. And I think we may be reaching the time where like the Borg have been part of the canon for what thirty years or something, yep. um, and so that's half the time that that this franchise has been around. It may be time to come up with something new, and maybe this is how we bring the Borg into the fold, even even just slightly, and eventually a new threat will be will, will I, surface. I love that. That's a wonderful yeah. way to look at it. Like you've moved from, uh, you've you've moved on from. Uh, the Klingons and their part, like you said, they're part of it, and so, and that they've you kind of like each progressive show wraps that, and yeah, so like, you know, so you have the original series that get in that Klingon being the threat wraps in Next Generation through Worf, and then so like Picard, like you have the Borg, and then Picard wraps that for the Borg, right? That's right, great. I love that. Um, I, I think that that's a that's how you keep it fresh, right? Like you gotta you gotta have an evolution and and as we move forward in this timeline like it, it just makes sense that if this is a really a if the federation is an effective uh thing that you're gonna you're gonna get to a place where that's uh that's what happens yeah. that, that more and more of these cultures come together this is crossing into a different show but um do the gorn ever like also get into the federation at any point, because I, I just I watched know. the Strange New Worlds episode with the Gorn ships mm-hmm. and like how, you know, they're the enemy, they're the outside, they're this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, OK, so like what, like where does, are we going to, do we see that happen for them too? I don't know. I do know that the Gorn show up in the original series. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the the, yeah, the that's famous the famous fight with the big yeah. lizard man. Oh, yes. I the love big that. Green I, lizard I, man I that, that Kirk episode. fights. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't remember offhand what happens to them after, you know, in, in, in the future. Um, so I, in... did, I actually did look it up a little bit when I was watching Strange New World. Oh, okay. It doesn't, like, they, like you kind of see, like, a skeleton in a museum and, like, things mm. like that. But it doesn't really be like, and now everyone loves them. Sure. So I, I, Interesting. I, I skimmed, but, um, I you know, I, I like your theory that, like, the Feder, like, you show progress through the next show or something like that. And so I would love for like season five of discovery to have like a Gorn crew member, a Gorn crew crew member. Like that would be great. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, seven of nine and Raffi being a thing. 
Yeah. I you could I, I don't know how I felt about it exactly. Um because I don't know. Like I don't know enough of 709 to to mm. like of her character history, her sexuality, whatever to like whatever, but I wasn't sure if like their relationship is like are you finding comfort in one another? Is this mm. Star Trek being like we talked about on another show? Like, is this Star Trek being like it's progress for the sake of progress, or like, yeah. are, are you using it as a? Ba- I, I didn't know. That's why I didn't know exactly how to feel about it. Um, I, I don't dislike. Um, I don't dislike sure. it. Like, oh no, yeah, yeah, same. But I just, um, I wasn't sure if it, like spat in the face of things that came before, like what the nature of their relationship actually is. Sure. I I don't I mean I don't think it I don't think that it it um breaks any sort of continuity or 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 creates, you know, uh questions about like wait, that doesn't jive with something else we know about 7. Um I don't believe it does. And um in a larger sense, I think I I was a little um surprised by it, but but looking back like it was I think a lot of people, a lot of queer Star Trek fans were sort of uh, 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 beating that drum the whole season, and we're like, "Is this going to happen? Is this really happening? Oh my god, oh, it's happening!" Good. Okay, that's um, good. I knew it was happening because my father-in-law watched season gotcha, two way before gotcha, me, okay. and he told me. So I was kind of like watching their relationship. Oh, interesting. For it. Okay, um, yeah, and I think it's there. I don't know if yeah. it's like so. It's not like um, Chris and Teresa, like sure, like that sure, one is sure. like teleplayed all the way from the beginning. You kind of yeah, in your face, yeah. yeah. You know exactly where it's going. And you, that's wonderful for him, and I, I actually real bummed in some ways because I loved him, especially in season two. Uh, and yeah, uh, same. But I'm happy for him as a character. But uh, it wasn't Raffi and Seven. It wasn't. It wasn't played that way. And no, that's where not, like no. it didn't feel like it didn't feel romantic. It felt uh, right. Like there was like a a kinship, but not a, yeah, yeah, but not a romance, and so that's why I didn't pick up on it either. Like I felt like they were like partners, like like you know, yes, yes, exactly, like like, like cops who are partners almost, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's exactly exactly um, what it felt like. Yeah, um, that's that's how I was reading it for most of the season un- until they started being a little bit more explicit with like that. This is this is where we're going with this. Um, so I was like, oh, that's where we're going. But but I guess there there were a lot of fans online who were sort of like rooting for it to happen all season. And then they got to have that that, uh, you know, celebrate at the end when like the thing they've been rooting for all along finally came, that's, that's came to be. Sometimes that is a really nice when you're just like, is this happening? Oh, yeah. Is this happening? I didn't my reading into this too much. I didn't read into it too much. It was real. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's good. I'm glad. Okay. Um what about Picard and the Romulan woman? I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, Laris. Ta- yeah, Laris. Yeah, because Talon is the her. You know, the Talon is her. Alt- yes. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. That that whole that was ultimately sort of pointless. Um, yep. I thought so too. It just felt like I, I mean, like I I his um his um diving into his own past and yes. judging, you know, healing old wounds and things about his mom and everything like that stuff was good. I have no problem with any of that. Um, but and I even do like, like the idea of like, you don't have to be alone, but it like also weirdly sends this message that like you, it, it's not okay to be alone. 
Like, mm. like, why can't Picard just be a bachelor? Right. Right. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? Right. And like, yeah. truthfully, like, he's in his nineties. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know it's the twenty second or twenty third century or whatever, twenty fourth century, but like, but he's in his nineties. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And like an automaton now or something that no right, one can quite right, explain. Yeah. So like, I just okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I I I read it as sort of um, kind of like how in virtual you know so many of the films and stuff you you see that like like Kirk has the you know a new love interest or whatever like in like in Star Trek Four when when he yep. he takes up with the woman in San Francisco like like it's always like the captain has to have this like a will they won't they attraction with with, with someone and uh, ultimately nothing happens with it it's true um, I feel like but those that style's a product of the time to which those movies were made so that's I agree yeah. and that so that's I feel like they were sort of I don't know they're still doing that. At this and and with that said, I, I'm also I'm frustrated with it a little bit because it was sort of pointless. It felt like a vintage or legacy thing that we don't need to be doing anymore. And more importantly, I am still shipping Picard and uh, Beverly Crusher. So <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe season three. Fingers crossed. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Speaking of Crusher, it was very cool to see uh, Wesley Crusher. Yeah, come back. I. I don't know what happened to him in the show because I've never seen all of Next Gen. He he at the he left the show to go be a watcher. That's awesome. So they yes they they came full circle. With okay, that. so I didn't even know watchers were like a thing before this show. So like they did actually there are, they did a very good job at explaining it because I yeah. yeah yeah. Although I mean as a Marvel fan I'm like yes a watcher I understand. Sure, like, yeah. <laughs> sure, yes, exactly. exactly. I, my my mind actually went to the same place. It was like, okay, yeah, I get this. I get the, the, yeah. the shorthand. You are quite literally um, the same thing. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is even a there is a um, an original series episode that has. They didn't call them watchers. They called them, I think, supervisors or something. But by all accounts, it seems like they're same the same thing. thing. They were workshopping yeah. a different name at the time. It's fine. Right. So it, a lot of people this season were like, oh, this seems like the Gary 7 episode of, of, of TOS. Um, so, yeah. That's interesting. I remember yeah. before Picard season two wrapped, it was announced that season three was coming and like literally yeah. like everybody from Next Gen was coming back. Right. Um, right. And then, uh, and except for Will Wheaton. Except for Will Wheaton. And yes. people were like, what the hell? Like, yeah, where is yeah. he? And then, like, an episode later, he's like, here I am. Yeah. The Watcher. Like, still <laughs> doing a thing. So I, I I, wonder if we'll see him again. Like, they didn't announce it because they didn't want to give away that. Perhaps. Yeah, I hope I hope so. I would love to see him with the rest of the cast. I mean, if, if it doesn't happen, at least we got him in this. But I really hope we get to see him interact with, yeah. with the rest when, of the cast. I think truly what it comes down to is don't make the mistake that the Star Wars sequels made. And yeah. like, just put them all in a room together. Yeah. Like, you could just... They could be drinking tea for all I care. Like, Sure. Or maybe they're at, I don't know, Picard and Beverly Crusher's wedding. Whatever. But I don't oh, care. Okay, um, yeah, you ship yeah. that hard. Yeah. <laughs> tell, don't tell Laris. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be it's gonna be a, like, Ross and Emily and Rachel thing, mm. whereas, like, I, Jean-Luc, take you, Beverly. <laughs> Laris. <laughs> 
Laris. <laughs> Laris. Talon. Laris. Laris. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, I'm old. I'm an, yeah. <laughs> I'm an automaton. Don't listen to me. Like, uh, oh, man. It's good stuff. It's good. It is. I, it I, is yeah, I, I enjoyed it very much. It's, I don't, it doesn't necessarily, like, feel like Star Trek, apart from, like, its cast is, you know, like, I recognize mm-hmm. a lot of the cast. They wear the uniforms and stuff like that. But that's the nature. One, I think it's it's the long form storytelling yeah. um, and it's the nature of the show they're telling. So, like, the hope and optimism is there, especially in season two, way more than season one. Um, uh huh. You know, and uh, even stuff that you pointed out with the Borg, like, made it even more so. Um, sure. And the time travel and, like, the situations they get into in, like, even in season one where he's like, I'm wearing an eye patch. I'm like, classic Star Trek. <laughs> classic. <laughs> like, classic. Yeah, you wear dumb outfits. Classic Star Trek. Um, Love it. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah it just, um, yeah, it feels like it takes place in that universe. Like, I, I do yeah. feel like it is so, like, real and authentic to that. And, like, maybe that's maybe because sometimes Star Trek feels so inauthentic. Like, you could tell that it's it can, yeah. staged. And yeah. so, but I th- that, I think, is the product of its two most famous yeah. pieces, yeah. you know, being of the 60s and the 80s. Right. So. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, it... The stuff on like the La Serena feels very Star Trek and and season two really it has very Star Trekky bookends, but it's sort of the middle doesn't feel the, uh, very Star Trekky for like a good chunk of, of the middle of the season. Um, I feel like I feel like I wouldn't feel that way if I if I binged it, though. I feel like I would. I felt the the length of it more because I watched it week to week. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I binged it, I would I would definitely not. Uh, feel that it, way, I think. It feels like it's meant to be binged and they're releasing it episodically. Yes. Like, the way that it's structured because yes. I had no problem binging it at all. Like the next episode just yeah. flowed right into the next one and I was like, yeah, one more. Yeah, one more. Yeah, one more. And I that that was great to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's um I, I do think it is very much designed designed to be binged and, and that that might be yeah, the the style of the storytelling I think probably benefits from from binging more, more than more than anything, and that's you know I, I guess that's that's part of the doing the the you know having it be uh, more of a uh, serialized versus episodic um, where you kind of have to be following these various plot threads. I did feel like the young John Luke stuff with his mom. While I I liked it, it felt like a different show. It also took too long. Like it took it took like, too long. I got it early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like they kind of told us early, and then sh- they told us, and then showed us is almost what it felt like. Where mm-hmm. they they hinted at it real hard, and then showed it to us, and I was like, "This is." I I got here when you told us the first time. In an episodic show, it would have been done in one episode. Yeah, and it felt like a one episode plot. Yep. That they stretched out in in chunks over over a few few episodes. So, um yeah. It, it th- so that that wasn't again, a good plot just didn't feel like it was in the right place. But um overall, like I said, I give it a B as a as a series. I think it's it's really good and I really enjoy it. It's not quite like strange new world so far is a territory for yep. me and Picard is, is more of a B. Yeah. I would even maybe even place it at a, 
if you're if you're just doing the letters without the the plus and the negative, um, mm-hmm. I I would maybe put it at an A minus even, especially for the okay. second season. Like I'm definitely enjoying it enough to yeah. continue. I've been you know thinking yes. about it post finishing it and. You know that 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 goes that goes a long way. Strange New Worlds is definitely at the top, and then and Discovery is beneath the two of them. But I've enjoyed all of them straight through, like for different facets. Maybe except for Discovery season one, which is trying to be Game of Thrones with Star Trek. And once they yeah. discovered that Star Trek is Star Trek, then it, right. it got much better. Right. Yeah. Dis- Discovery started at like a C for me and has yep. worked its way up to a B and then like an A. Yeah, I, I um, think Picard started as a B. Maybe it's a B plus, uh, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, but like I said, binging it, you know, I think does actually make a difference. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot. Of, I binged a lot of season one of Picard. I, I sort of fell behind at one point and then caught up. Um, and I think I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, that way. Yeah. yeah. That one went too long. Like by the time they yeah. got to the planet of synths or whatever, I was like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just yeah. like mm-hmm. roll this along just a little bit faster. But yep, 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 yep. yep. But anyway, um, good stuff. I'm glad mm-hmm. that I am. I this is weird, but Star Trek has always been like a tertiary fandom for me, right? Mm-hmm. It's the second tier fandom. It's like it, sure, I, you know, mine's like Star Wars and comics, you know, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, yep, yep. you know, whatever. But and and so Star Trek has always sat at the second tier, whereas like I love it, um, but not enough to know everything. Whereas yep. I gotta know everything from the other ones and uh, same. but I'm like same. it's like really starting to creep into like the number one like the top spot, the S tier, where I'm like, I'm like, I gotta know stuff. Like Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling the same way. I, I also would put it at like a yeah, a second a second tier below the, the Star Wars and, and DC and you know um but but it's there's so much good trek happening right now that I'm like really into it. And like I'm sort of cra- like in, in between like new trek comes out on Thursdays and in the week between I'm like watching original series episodes mm-hmm. and stuff like just because I need to scratch the Star Trek itch. I'm in such a Star Trek mood and have been for a few months now. Yep. Um, yep. I agree. Yeah. I've been in a pretty consistent Star Trek mood since April. It's now. Yeah. June. And, and like, that's, that's unusual for me. Me too. That's never happened to me where I've been like in a mood for a few weeks or whatever, even less right. than that. And like you kind of like watch a movie or whatever and you kind of move on. But I'm yep. like, oh, man, I should, like, really do that and that. Or should I really go that? And I'm, like, going to continue watching Lower Decks. And I'm going to, like, I've got to watch the right, original series. Right. And I yep. really should watch Next Gen all the way through. And why not try Voyager or whatever and Deep Space Nine and whatever. Like, so, Enterprise, I guess. I Enterprise, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing which shows get really, which are so important and which ones mm-hmm, seem mm-hmm. to not be. Um, yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I don't know anything about Jane Way, and everyone talks about her like she's the best. So like I should mm-hmm. watch Deep Space Nine. So, sure. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's been Voyager. Voyager. She's Voyager. Yeah. Who's, she's Voyager. Who's yeah. Captain in Deep Space Nine? Um, it's uh, oh gosh, his name is. It, uh, I didn't use my uh, one look up yet. Do you want me to use mine? Uh, no, no, because I know it. I don't want to. I don't want to. <sighs> his name. It's the tall guy with brown hair, right? Is that, um, is no, that he's the, the, he's, that, the fir- he's, he's the first. He was the first guy. black captain in in Star Trek. Um, a black sheriff? Sorry. 
Uh, oh gosh, I know his name because I, I I was hearing people speculating that he might show up in um in Picard this season. Cisco, Captain Cisco. Oh, I did. I do know that name, Captain Cisco. Oh yeah, I looked him up. That's the guy. Oh yes. Did not love those gray. I don't love that gray with the piping of the color. Uniform oh, the uniforms. Thing. Yeah, don't love the uniforms. No. Now, I'm no. so picky about my Star Trek uniforms, it's hilarious. And I'm like, no, that's not good. No, that's mm-hmm. not a good one. That's a good one. Strange right. New Worlds, great. Top Love them. Yep. Yeah. Like, um, some Discovery, like the new ones in Discovery, I like those. Don't love the badges. The new ones in Discovery, yeah. yes. Don't like the badges, though, because it's like, it's that oval with the, with the, oh. with the cutout, but like... If you're not watching on a like a 55 inch screen TV with it zoomed in on the logo, I have no you idea. Can't what, tell. You can't tell what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I love the Voyager badges. Um I don't know what those I don't know what those look up. Uh, those are that's like when I when I think about the badges, that's what I think of as the Voyager one. Um Oh, oh so yeah, fun. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good it. one. That's those are my favorite, I think. Um Well, I'm excited I'm excited for Strange New Worlds uh, is wrapping up soon. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that with you when that comes to an end. And I, I look forward to our Star Trek adventures continuing since we're sort of both re- experiencing this revival in our fandom. Yeah, it's all, it's um, kind of fun. Like I'm, It is. Yeah, it's, it is. It's yeah. fun not to know stuff, too, because like, you get yeah. used to knowing everything. In the end, right. So I know just enough. I know just enough, I feel like, to enjoy things and pick up on some things and... I'm sure there's plenty of things that I'm not picking up on, but I don't feel super left behind by it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and whatever I'm not yeah, getting, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 picking up on it from other sources, from fans talking about it online, you know, podcasts. Uh, our friend Vactor, uh, who who uh, does Trucknological, uh, I listen to that every week, and always they help fill in some gaps for me. And so, like, yeah, that's always that's always um, that adds to the experience as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I'm glad that we're friends and that we can talk about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If people want to hear us talk about other things, where can they find us, Frank? Well, by all means. I mean, head on over to beerwithgeeks.com and just peruse the archives. We've got over 400 episodes uh, on every conceivable geeky topic. Uh, so, you know, take take a look through. I mean, use the search feature and, and search for, for whatever topic strikes your fancy. Uh, and we've got some episodes on them. Uh, but uh, if you like us, if you really like that, uh, you go to patreon.com slash thought bubble audio and uh and and throw us a couple bucks uh maybe a a couple bucks a month and uh and help us to to keep keep on geeking out with with our uh with our beers uh and our other shows are over at thoughtbubbleaudio.com um where we have all kinds of uh geeky and and not so geeky uh podcasts about a variety of topics um and uh, you can contact us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com, follow us at beerwithgeeks, and rate and review and subscribe anywhere podcasts are found, particularly ratings and reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are super helpful. Indeed they are, Frank. You know what's also super helpful? Being your friend. Aw, I feel the same way. Wonderful. So, until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>